Merry Christmas. It is so good to be here with you. There is no place that I would rather be than right here tonight with you. In fact, as my family and I were trying to get out of Grand Lake this morning and there was over a foot of snow and we were stuck going up a hill, the fear, the anxiety crossed my mind and heart that I might not make it. And I am so glad to be here mainly for this. I want to enjoy with you and I want to give to you the same story that you've heard over and over, but I want to pray that God's Spirit would give us fresh insight into Jesus coming to be with us in new adoration of the Savior who was born to you, Christ the Lord. And for that, I would love for any kids that trust Pastor Gabe enough to come up here and sit right up front in front of this table. I trust you. If you trust me, you sit right here. You sit right up front, right up here, right here. So you're real close. And look at me, because I want to tell the story of Jesus being born in our world. Anyone's invited. Moms and dads, if you want to come up with your kids too, you can't. Grandma, grandpa, <laughs> if you want to sit on the floor with any grandkids, you can. You're welcome and invited. I want to share a short message about Jesus coming into our world. Do you all like presents? Yeah. You kids like presents? Okay, well, I, I, had, I want to take a little poll tonight, so you get to vote, all right? I'm going to ask you two questions. You just, you just raise your hand if it's yes, okay? All right, so here, here's my question. Do you like to give presents to other people? more than you like to get presents yourself. You do, all of you? Oh, wow, that's incredible. I'm surprised, okay, here's my, okay, put your hands down. So that's a yes, you like to give presents more than get them. How many of you like to get presents more than you like to give them? Wow, okay, you guys are voting both ways. Okay, you like to give presents, you like to, to get them, I get that, you can put your hands down. Here's the truth, here's the truth. The Bible tells us, when we're talking about community and relationships, it's, it's more of a blessing to give than to receive. But there's something so honest about kids, especially at Christmas and maybe on your birthday, that you get presents and you enjoy getting presents. I think for adults, parents and grandparents, we have a lesson to learn here that it is good to receive a present. And sometimes we feel uncomfortable receiving something, and we need to lean into it because people that love us give us presents. In fact, I got a present a few months ago from a boy in our community group, and, and I think he knows me very well because I have a fear of sharks. And so what did he do in his art class? He colored a picture of a great white shark and gave it to me. It was so loving of him to give me a picture. It's sitting, it's been sitting behind my desk haunting me as I was thinking about this message, but, but to receive that gift, right? Someone is probably going to give you a gift tomorrow or already has, right? And kids, what's honest about you is you love to get presents. And as we think about our relationship with God, I think we need to be honest that we love, we love receiving good things from God. And so I want to share about the greatest gift, the perfect gift that was given to us 2,000 years ago. We sang about it, about shepherds and about Bethlehem. 
Bethel, and that's where I want to start. I want you to imagine yourself in this tiny little village in Israel called Bethlehem, and it's a village. It's not a big city. It's not a metropolis. It's not like Denver. No, not at all. Tiny little village that if you were traveling, you'd probably just pass on by it, but it had a rich and cool history because the King David was born in Bethlehem. That was his hometown, but Joseph and Mary were traveling to Bethlehem but they had both received messages from God. God sent his messengers, angels, one to Mary, one to Joseph, and explained that a child, a son, who was actually not Joseph's and not Mary's son. God was going to give a son through Joseph and Mary, but he was for all the world. He was for us. And Mary was about to give birth, and there they were in Bethlehem. Why were they in Bethlehem? Why? Because Caesar Augustus had said, you've got to go to Bethlehem, Joseph. I'm taking attendance, and you better be there. And Bethlehem was Joseph's hometown. He didn't live there, but it was his hometown. But at the same time, God tells us to the prophet Isaiah about Bethlehem. And what does he say? He says, my Savior is going to be born in Bethlehem. You just watch. You wait for it. And so on the one hand, why were Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem? Because Caesar told them to be there. But at the same time, it was because God planned for Jesus to be born in David's city, Bethlehem. That was so special. Now, when they got there, there were a lot of holiday travelers. Do you know what holiday they were celebrating? That Bethlehem was so full were they celebrating God? The Christmas, I thought someone would say that. They weren't celebrating Christmas. They were celebrating the holiday of Roman oppression. That's right. They were only there because the Romans told them to go there. It was not fun. It was inconvenient. And Mary about to give birth to a child, it was not good, right? But the town was full. And so you know what? There wasn't, there wasn't a hotel room. And there wasn't a house for Mary and Joseph to sleep in. And so they were actually sleeping in a room where animals slept at night. It was a little bit like a barn. It wasn't a great place. It was a pretty low place. And people slept there and lived there. They weren't the only ones, but, but it was a pretty low place. And then Jesus was born. He was born in that low place. And not only was he born in a low place, but, but Mary wrapped him in swaddling cloths. And when you and I read that, I, I get all warm fuzzies. I think about my kids being swaddled. But the truth is that, that the Bible tells us in Luke 2 that it was just a regular towel. This is just like a common towel. And why? It was because Mary and Joseph didn't have a whole lot of resources. They wrapped Jesus in just what they had. These weren't new baby clothes, and, and these weren't, I brought tonight, special blankets. I look at these two blankets, and, and I think about a little boy that I wrapped in this blanket, and I think about a little girl that I wrapped in this blanket. These blankets are special to me. Jesus didn't have a special blanket. He was just wrapped in what they had. To go along with that, they didn't have a crib. And so what did Mary did? She was in a room where animals stayed, and so she laid Jesus in, in a manger 
In a manger, is, it's just a feed box for animals. It's not a crib. It's not where, where babies normally lay. But it was what she had. Now, here's the point, is that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, most all of Bethlehem pretty much ignored his birth. People didn't take notice. His birth was ignorable until, until heaven opened up and began to speak and shout and sing about who Jesus was. And we hear about that in two ways if we look at Luke and Matthew. Uh, first, we see the angels. We sang about angels come to shepherds in the night, and they make a birth announcement. Now, when you were born, maybe your parents sent out a card, and they, maybe they called people. But can you imagine angels appearing in the night sky to the shepherds and saying, Jesus is born and then a whole choir of heaven shows up and fills up the night sky with bright, shining light, singing about Jesus being born. And the shepherds rush, and they look for that baby who's swaddled, lying in a manger, right? And then, and then here's the other way, the other big birth announcement. This is amazing. It always scares me when people look up to the stars for some kind of meaning, but this time... <laughs> There were these kings of the east, and they looked up into the stars, and God, the creator who made all this world and, and everything that we see in the sky, changed something that these kings who watched the sky every night looked and said, something spectacular has happened. King of the world has been born, and he's been born in Israel. We need to go travel and see him. We need to make sure that this king knows we serve him. And that's where the Magi came, and they brought gifts, right? Frankincense, gold, and myrrh. But the truth is, the truth is that heaven opened up and revealed, began to reveal the mystery of why Jesus was such a perfect gift. I want to share two things about why Jesus was a perfect gift. One is this. Get this. Jesus is not like us. Jesus existed for all eternity. The adults in our church have been thinking about that, that Jesus existed for all eternity, that his life did not start 2,000 years ago. Think about this. Think about this. Some people believe in the wrong, that we existed as another person a lifetime ago, maybe as an animal. <laughs> but you and I didn't exist, right, until God created us and we were born, Right? Uh, think about this. Do you have any memories before you were born? We don't. I mean, I have crazy dreams about oh, alternate realities. But the truth is, I don't have any real memories except after I'm born, after God made me and brought me into existence. It's the same, it's the same with you. But Jesus existed with his Father for all eternity in heaven. He came down but he still had those memories. He still had that relationship. He's always existed. That's amazing. He was, he was 2,000 years ago conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. But he has always existed as the Son of God. He has always existed. But 2,000 years ago, here's the second truth. He took on flesh. That means that he has a body just like you and me. He's always existed, but he didn't always exist 
with a body like you and me and a nature like you and me. Think about this, that Jesus, who existed in heaven forever, came to earth and, and he had fingers like you do and a face like you do. That he had a mind that thought thoughts just like you think thoughts. That he could speak just like you can speak. That he had skin and blood. That he had hair. He had a body just like you and me. That is amazing. You know what that means, though? It's very important that God was doing something to love us. There are three things that I want you to remember. Jesus had a body. He had a body for obedience. You guys know what obedience is, right? Your parents are talking about obedience all the time. Your teachers, obedience. Well, here's the thing. Ever since Adam and Eve, we're born in sin and guilt. We ignore God. We don't listen to him. We do the opposite. But when Jesus came in the body, he didn't do that. Jesus obeyed perfectly, and he accomplished it. Just like Pastor Kyle was talking about Christmas gifts that he has yet to complete and accomplish, Jesus lived on this earth and he accomplished obedience. He finished it. You know what that means for you and me? That Jesus, when he came in the flesh, is offering us a gift to trust him and to receive it. And that gift is a perfect and complete righteousness. Not that you and I listen to God perfectly, but that Jesus did for us. What an awesome gift that is complete and finished. But the second reason was this, suffering. You see, when we were born from Adam and Eve, it, it meant that we were born sinners, and, and that means we have a target on our back. If we have ignored God and not listened to him, then we're going to experience his punishment, and that's what that target is. It's coming. And sometimes we're afraid and anxious. When is that punishment coming? But Jesus came in a body as someone who could be a sacrifice for us, to take that target off of our back and put it on his own. That's the cross. When he dies on the cross, he is experiencing the suffering of the punishment of God for us, that we don't have to experience that. Isn't that amazing? That he would willingly do that. Not because he sinned, but Romans 5.3 says this, that the Father made him to be like sinful flesh, that he could suffer the punishment that we deserve. That's very important about Jesus having a body. But here's the third, and this is huge. Listen to this. Jesus came in a body, but he lived a perfect life, and, and he suffered for sin. And once he had accomplished all of that, he didn't go back to heaven and cross his arms and say, Gabe, why couldn't you do that too? He didn't do that. When Jesus came in his body, he walked in your shoes. He lived in this world. He experienced suffering and pain. He, he lost friends. He experienced terrible things from people. He was hurt. But he breathed the same air that you and I did, and he lived in the same world. And after that, he had compassion, sympathy, understanding, grace. When Jesus came in a body, he understood your life. You know that? 
When Jesus came in a body, lived in our world, dwelt among us, he knows you. He understands your life. And he has grace for you. Isn't that amazing? What an awesome gift that God gives us in the Son of God. That makes my heart happy this Christmas. Kids, I'm thankful for you. You are such good listeners. Here's what I want you to do now. I want you to go find your parents. Okay, you can go back to your parents. And then I'm going to call up some kids in our Sunday school classes have been working on a song. If you've been working on a song to sing for us today, you can come on up to the platform with me right now. While our kids do that, I want to share with you, when Jesus came, he was bringing God's light to us. We are about to enjoy a song, but I want you to hear in this song that God is saying to us, I sent my son as light. And this this evening, you're probably wondering, what does that mean for me? I want to encourage you, this Christmas... God is calling you to receive Jesus, to say, I need that kind of understanding and compassion, that love. I need a sacrifice for me. And if that's you, I want you to talk with me or Kyle or Roger or anybody in this church about that. And secondly, that you and I enjoy lots of things this Christmas, but especially that we get to enjoy that Jesus has come to us. And this next song is going to help us reflect that. As we do that, I want to light these candles with the Christ candle, these are symbolic to us as we worship Jesus. He is the light, and yet he sends us out into this world as Christians who are the light. And so we're gonna light our candles for this last song. Parents, I just encourage you, you know, help your kids with these candles. <laughs> this, uh, this could go sideways real quick. And enjoy, Jesus is the light.